Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. of Christian recovery. And in the first seven steps and five principles of recovery, we focus mostly on ourselves and looking at our past and how that impacts us maybe still today. But in this step, step six, we begin working on our relationships. This can be very scary for many people, but it's where we have the biggest opportunity for freedom and growth. Principle six says, evaluate all my relationships, offer forgiveness to those who have hurt me, and make amends for harm I've done to others, except when to do so would harm them or others. Happy are the merciful, Matthew 5, 7. Happy are the peacemakers, Matthew 5, 9. And step eight says, we made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Do unto others as you would have them do to you, Luke 6, 31. So this process of offering our forgiveness and asking for forgiveness is called making amends. Over the years, I've talked to many people who were okay with working on themselves, but really struggled when we got to this point in their recovery. Asking questions like, if God has forgiven me, isn't that enough? Or, I don't want to dig up the past, how will that help me now? The beauty about making amends is that it is more about your future than your past. How can we expect to move forward in our lives and have truly healthy relationships when we are still carrying hurt, regret, shame, and pain that was caused by our past relationships? It was during my own inventory process that I realized I had several friendships with women where I had put them down on my list as people who had hurt me or I had hurt. But as I read through my inventory out loud, I saw a pattern and realized that it wasn't so much they had hurt me as it was my unrealistic expectation without clear communication that allowed disappointment, which then led to hurt feelings and resentment on my part. I needed to break this unhealthy pattern if I truly wanted authentic friendships with women in the future. And as I met with each one of these ladies and said, I'm so sorry for placing unrealistic expectations on our friendship and not doing well at communicating my feelings with you, and instead just letting my anger or frustration lead to resentment, will you please forgive me? It was not fair of me, and I wasn't being a good friend to you. I felt such freedom in just doing my part to make amends and owning my part in the hurt. In this step, you are only recognizing your willingness to make amends. Begin by praying and asking God to reveal to you people you need to make amends to, and then start your list. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. Matthew 5, 23-24 I know there are many listening who may have had no part in the harm that was done to them specifically in situations of child molestation, sexual abuse, or adultery. You may feel, I could never forgive this person. 
And these sins are deep violations that leave painful wounds that often lead to the dysfunction that bring people to recovery in the first place. We will dig deeper into three kinds of forgiveness in another episode, but realize that offering forgiveness is for you. It is in no way condoning or excusing the hurt done to you, but it does soften your heart to allow healing to begin. In episode 31, we talked about the garden of our lives. This right here is the action of pulling the weeds of broken relationships so that we can allow room for growth of new healthy relationships and in some cases bring life back to something we thought was already dead. Luke 6.37 tells us, Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. As you make your list, don't worry about how you're going to make amends just yet. We will go deeper into that. At this point, just write down the names of those who have harmed you and also those you've harmed. In a previous episode, I talked about the importance of having an accountability team. This is one of the reasons why. Because before you actually take the steps to make amends after you've made your list, it is wise to share it with your mentor or sponsor and accountability partners. Let's take a minute to look at the second part of principle six, where it says, make amends for harm I've done to others, except when to do so would harm them or others. When I meet with a sponsee, I will usually discuss how to make amends right after they've shared their inventory with me. I've heard at this point who's hurt them and how, what effect it had on them then, and what impact or damage it may still have on them now, and also who they've hurt. So now I can partner with them to discuss healthy ways to make amends being careful not to cause more harm than good. This often means writing a letter and reading it out loud and then maybe burning it or tearing it up if the person is deceased, remarried, toxic, or unsafe to be around. Hebrews 10.24 reminds us, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. It is an honor to have someone trust you and share this with you and should always be kept confidential and handled with care. My role is to shed light, encourage, and be a sounding board for them to check their motives before making amends. I briefly mentioned earlier that making amends is not really for the other person so much as it is for you to take the right next step. That's why it's important you are ready and willing to approach this person either in person, a letter, or a phone call, but humbly, honestly, and and sincerely. We never want to make excuses when asking for forgiveness or try to justify our actions. We simply own our part. This takes discipline, but since we've learned that we can't control how people respond, this should bring some relief in knowing that it doesn't matter how they respond so much as that you're doing your part in owning it and approaching them with sincerity, honesty, and grace. How they choose to respond is up to them and depends often on where they're at emotionally and spiritually. Don't expect anything in return. If they do respond humbly, receive it or even offer the or if they offer their own apology, then that is a sweet gift, but don't go into the conversation with that expectation. This is about you making things right by cleaning up your side of the street. This is not done for any kind of reward other than your freedom and out of obedience from a heart fully surrendered to God. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked, Luke 6.35. When we hold on to bitterness, resentment, and anger, it slowly chokes out the life of our souls and often produces the rotten fruit of depression, despair, and discouragement. 
When we choose to hold on to it, it does us more harm. The person who hurt you isn't thinking about it half as much as you are. So isn't it time to let go? It's also so important to keep in mind the timing of making an amends. Ecclesiastes 3.1 tells us there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Sometimes we need to let things happen, and sometimes we need to make them happen by moving forward with action steps of faith. With a growing relationship with your higher power, Jesus, you can learn to discern the difference. If you rush into it just to get it done, but your heart and your motives are not sincere, or you're still walking through surrendering the pain, you may end up even more hurt or hurting more people. This is again why it's so important to have an accountability team to give you encouragement and direction. Philippians 2 verses 3 through 4 say, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. Sometimes making an amends to someone can stir up emotions that can be harmful to them or the people in their life now. There are ways to still make an indirect amends without causing more harm. This isn't about making sure they know what they did or getting justice. It's a letting go and trusting that God is more than capable of bringing conviction and justice into their lives. Once you've completed this important step, you will find freedom from your past. This will lead to the peace and serenity you've been seeking in your life. And you can finally begin moving forward and stepping into the calling and purpose that God has for you. But don't rush these steps. If you haven't done the first seven steps, then you're probably not ready to do this step safely yet. I've included the Celebrate Recovery website in the show notes for more information and resources, as well as a link to my email and a Facebook community if you have any questions or comments. Please don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions. The topic I discussed today is very difficult to do and should never be done alone. Let's close in prayer today. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love us for who we are, but also too much to let us stay that way. I pray for a willingness and discernment to write down the names of people in our lives that have hurt us and that we need to forgive, as well as those we've hurt and need to offer our forgiveness to. I pray we would do so out of a sincere heart, humbly and at the right time, and that regardless of the response we get, that we would walk in the freedom of knowing we stepped out in obedience. It's in your precious and holy name. listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put the group link in the show notes. You can also email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Another way you can do this is to take a quick minute and subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.